Because the shot that knocks you out is the one you never see coming. Welcome to Curtain Jerks here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Mark Rezeka. I'm Steve Sears. We are on location. On the, location. For the first time ever, we are recording outside of the usual Comedy Podcast Network headquarters. headquarters. And uh, we are, of course, uh, comedians living here in Los Angeles. We're also pro wrestling fans. And this is a very special edition of the show. We are on location at the Geffen Playhouse, at the theater, the Geffen Playhouse, here in Los Angeles, California, Steve. It's a big deal. It's in Westwood, Westwood, California. And we are here because... They are running a play about pro wrestling, which is pretty pretty incredible. This is a world famous theater, the Geffen Playhouse, and you know lots of celebrities perform here and see shows here. And I saw Jeff Fahey in the live lobby. Well, I don't even know who that is. It's the lawnmower That's man. That's of all the That's celebrities. Lapidus, the helicopter pilot from Lost. Of all the celebrity names you could drop, that's the one you come up with. Alan Alda's doing a play here next month. Jeff, but I didn't see Alan Alda walking through the lobby. I saw Jeff Fahey walking through the no lobby. No one knows who that is but you. It's Lapidus from Lost and the Lawnmower Man. God. Um, but anyway, so they are running a play called The Elaborate Entrance of Chad Deity, and it is a play 100% about professional wrestling and Steve and I had the opportunity to see it and now we're here at the Geffen Playhouse because we interviewed two of the cast members of the show one of the stars of the show who plays a professional wrestler and another guy who's an actual independent professional wrestler who wrestles in the show and, and help train the other actors and we've got interviews with both of them coming up later in this episode how's that for a tease? That is a wonderful tease, foreshadowing yeah. if you will Yeah, it's, uh, it's more exciting than seeing some lawnmower man guy Jeff Fahey? Whatever. From the Lawnmower Man? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but uh, I got to tell you, uh, for our listeners to the show, if you're in the Los Angeles area, the show is running until October 9th here at the Geffen Playhouse. And I truly and sincerely want to highly recommend it. it it's is, a fantastic show. It's a great show. It's 100% about professional wrestling. You wouldn't believe it. You walk into this fancy theater here in Los Angeles, and they've set it up like uh, a— They've got wine. They've got cookies. It feels very theater, very it's very do right. posh. Very posh. Theatery. When you walk in, you go into the theater. They've set up a mini Monday Night Raw set in there. No, it's epic. It's huge. They have a they have a ring on the stage. They have uh, they have the scaffolding. They have giant eagles fighting alligators from like behind the giant Titantron yeah. setup. They have they have huge screens everywhere. Yeah, the um, the lighting is incredible. Gobos are incredible. Um, you, you, you saying the alligators and what did you say? Like, they have animals. Like it they sounds these, like something you would make up, but they actually have that yeah, as part of the these set. Huge murals <laughs> of these animals fighting each other. And it, it's a, and there's a ring on stage. It's a it's a play about the behind the scenes. What goes on behind the scenes in professional wrestling? I think the closest thing we could sort of compare it to would be the wrestler, the movie, where you see the very, story. Yeah, of, very similar feel. It's a, it was, I think. Sort of just to go back to like as soon as you walk in and you see that ring, you're like, wow, it's like you actually it's the same as going in and seeing a live event. But yeah. because it's theater, there's sort of this weight to it that's very strange. Yeah. And when you see it and then you sit down and it starts, it has the same energy as the wrestling show. Yeah. But it also has this, you know, incredible actors to sort of take you along with it. And there's some. Um there's only a few characters in the show. There's a character who sort of is a Vince McMahon type evil promoter. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's Chad Deity, who is uh, 
His name is uh, part of the title of the play, and Chad Deity is sort of the perennial world heavyweight champion. The guy who plays Chad Deity is phenomenal. He looks like a wrestler. He cuts promos that are absolutely incredible. His name is Terrence Archie. He's the actor in the play. You could you would see him on TV. Like if he was an actual wrestler, he could be an actual wrestler tomorrow. Like I mean, he he has the sh- he has everything that the WWE would be like. That's him. That's it. Let's get him. The star of the show plays a uh, character called Mace, and we actually interviewed him. You're going to hear the interview in a little bit. And his character is the, the main character in the show, Mace, and it's mostly his story. And he's basically spent his life as a jobber and uh, the guy who puts other guys over to make them stars. And it's sort of the story of his – the play is sort of the story of his career and his buddy who gets into wrestling. But there's so much uh, – and I should say before I tangent off that there's also two real-life independent pro wrestlers in the play. And they, they're a part of the actual matches that take place throughout yeah. the performance. Yeah, which is really pretty cool. But there's a lot that goes on. We noticed when we saw the play last week and we talked to the cast members about this that there's a lot that goes on in the play that mirrors things that have happened real life in pro wrestling. Yeah, there's it, it what was interesting is watching it is sort of one of those things where you feel like the entire time you're seeing things over and over again where you've seen it before. You've seen you remember these events. You get sort of pieces here and there of the screw job from Montreal or yeah. Muhammad Hassan and it's it was interesting getting to see it and having other people kind of being exposed to it. That's yeah. what it felt like when I was watching. It was right. like, "Hey, I know this. I know this is familiar to me yeah. as a wrestling fan." And then you have these theater People are like, wow, this is quite remarkable. We know that uh, from talking to uh, Desmond, who plays Mace, that, that, that Mace, the main character in the show, is sort of based on Chavo Guerrero. But uh, what he kind of goes through in the show is very similar to what happened to Muhammad Hassan uh, and, and Davari, those characters on Raw, and the wrestlers that were hired to play those characters and the position they got put in. Uh, when they were portrayed as terrorists and eventually thrown off the television show and fired. it's What happens in the show is very similar to that in terms of storyline. Yeah, it's... Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely, Mark. You're right. right. Expound upon that. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> no, what, what do you really think about <laughs> it? Well, I, it's, it's interesting, like... I don't know. It's it's funny talking about wrestling as All a play. All you're thinking about is this lawnmower man. Guy. I can't. I cannot stop. I wish thinking this had of, never come up. I wish I hadn't either because it's such a good show and I feel like I'm detracting from it because Jeff A. is dancing back and forth. Who? Who? Lapidus from Lost. He was also in <laughs> the lawnmower man and other. He was in Dark Man Two. No one remembers this. Die, Dark Man, Die. He was in Dark Man Three. I'm going to read the uh, the synopsis of the play uh, from the Geffen website. Think Pro Wrestling is all... I'm sorry, guys. He wasn't in Dark Man 2. Oh, brother. <laughs> Think Pro Wrestling is all outrageous masks and pyrotechnics. Think again. There's so much more in this 2010 Pulitzer Prize finalist. The elaborate entrance of Chad Deity slams together thrilling spectacle, incredible characters, and geopolitical allegory into an invigorating theatrical experience that you cannot find on pay-per-view. This smackdown of a play tackles racism, drop kicks globalization, and brings the championship tale into the ring. In wrestling as in life, behind every winner lies the story of a really excellent loser. We Oh. I should say before we go any further, if you live in Los Angeles, you want to come see the play. The Geffen has done a very cool thing. They have offered a ticket special just for our listeners. If you want to come see the play, these tickets usually are $75 to come see this show. Wait, well, how much are they if people say the magic code word? Well, if they say the – if they use the code word, the tickets are only $25. Whoa. And the code word is jerk, J-E-R-K – 
named after our show. So if you want to buy a ticket online or you can call the box office, if you tell them the code JERK, J-E-R-K, you can get a ticket for 25 bucks. They're doing this just for our listeners, which is awesome. I should also point out that if you are going to come to the box office and do it in person, do not hit the glass and do not yell jerk at whoever is working in the box <laughs> office because that will just be offensive and kind of scary. Uh, I have a code. Jerk. <laughs> Ow. Don't do that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have a code jerk. What are you calling me a jerk for, man? No, that's my code, jerk. Okay. All right. The code is jerk. I'm sorry, sir, you're going to have to leave. No, you're the code is jerk. No, I'm sorry, you're going to have to go. Come on. They told me to come up here and say uh, the code is yeah. jerk. Please take off your Hogan shirt. This is the theater. <laughs> well, you know, we were talking. We asked the guys, uh, the cast members of this in the interviews, but when we saw the play last week, Steve, we were talking about how it's a lot of, like, theater people at this play i mean this is like a theater theater you know there's seasoned subscribers lots of very um just picture your grandparents wearing the most expensive clothes you've ever seen right <laughs> yes I'm not i mean i don't mean to shit over the state of theater in the united states or let alone the world but it's a it's i don't know it's fun but there's a lot it's a lot of people that have the money to to appreciate it are, very, are older. Right. They're older folks. They're wealthy folks. They're folks who don't look like they've gone to a lot of uh, Monday Night Raw tapings in their That's life. That's true. That's true. I don't they usually th- catch it on TiVo. They usually TiVo <laughs> a lot of this wrestling. And they get pretty pissed when they can't watch the uh, old Raw on their Xbox. It's uh, it's web only on that Hulu Plus. That's that's that kind of elderly. So, you know, I think they're weirded out from the beginning coming into this, coming into the theater and seeing a wrestling ring and these giant screens and lights and stuff these set Bulging up. thighs and huge arms. Oh, that's what you saw. No, I was looking at I the set. Did. Calm down. No. Yeah. <laughs> I can't rip my shirt. <laughs> but uh, you you sense that they're a little weird out at the beginning. And look, I mean, hey, we know we're huge. We're wrestling fans. I have been my whole life. I know what everybody thinks of pro wrestling. I know what everybody thinks of pro wrestling fans. And I'm, I can't imagine what these theater folks think of pro wrestling. So they come in and they're like, what the hell is this? At first, I th- I thought. Well, no, I think it, you there's sort of there's this weird energy that happens as soon as the show starts. Everyone's like, for for guys like us, Mark, for normals like us, we're this we're used to this sort of stuff. We're used to the pageantry. We're used to the action. We're used to these over the top characters like of wrestling. Right. And so when when that music hits and people run to the stage, we're like, yeah, yeah. this is it's the second nature to us. But when you have these people that are ready to golf clap every fifteen minutes or something, they're you know, they're immediately like, oh, am I supposed to clap or cheer? I don't count you as a normal, by the way. Am I out of the club? I'm a normal. I don't know if you're a normal, Steve. <laughs> Look what I can do with my eyes. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree with your point, which is that, it like, at first they're weirded out. But, I'm, you know, they do full, like, ring entrances. Wrestlers come down the aisle. Video they get packages. The ring. There's music. There's sound. There's video package. And these old theater folks, I, they got into it. And there's some wrestling. There's matches, and they got into it. They got into the matches, which I thought was pretty cool. Jangling their gold watches in the air, in the air, with their clutched fists. Our mind, I know my mind was kind of blown. I was going to say our mind was blown. Hey, nay, we were sitting next to each other. So <laughs> we're very tight. But my mind was blown last week when, um, when you know, just again, like watching the the scope of the whole thing. But like, what was weird was I've always seen wrestling as theater, right? Like as a form of theater. Yeah, I agree. Okay. But now we're in a theater watching theater about a theater. Like it was weird. It's like we're watching wrestling. There's a ring on stage and people are having matches in a theater, in like a nice fancy theater. It's like weird. It's like th- it was like watching TV of watching someone t- watch television <laughs> while they were watching a movie. It was Yes. 
It was so two well mirrors. Said. It was two mirrors reflecting each other. Man, but it wasn't a bathroom bad. at Harris Ranch. It was. Uh, it was the corners of your mind. A bathroom at Harris Ranch. Uh, when you listen to this, you'll understand. No, I won't. <laughs> Are you going to tell me some secret information that will explain that to me? Well, no, I, uh, but I, I completely agree. The, the original notion of it being theater and then seeing it, someone taking it as something else and then turning it into a representation of theater again, it's like they're like Russian dolls. They just keep stacking. I can't get past the bathroom at Harris Ranch comment. Well, okay, all right. Let me explain it oh, this no, way. I you got a bathroom. Have... You got a mirror on one side. And you got a mirror on the other side. And when you're washing your hands, it's like this giant mirror labyrinth passageway. That and goes at the bathroom us. at Harris Ranch, which is a ranch between San Francisco and Los Angeles that a lot of people stop at on the freeway, that's the case. Yeah, but if, imagine if that was your mind. Wait, but no, and you knew that fact. You personally knew that fact, and you threw this completely bizarre, obscure reference out as if everyone listening would know that. <laughs> because I, mean, is that I what, knew, is that I knew that you I were going to explain. <laughs> because I knew you would actually. I didn't know you were going to explain. I'm really grateful you explained. <laughs> but right. I think it's very. Uh, it, it represents what the show is, but not a bathroom. The mirrors. Mirroring. Well, we missed Mick Foley. Mick Foley was here to see the show this past uh, Friday night. We didn't. We didn't get to catch him this time around. Maybe next time, huh? Yeah, we'll send him a pigeon. We'll do what? With a message attached. And what will it say? <laughs> There's this bathroom <laughs> in Harris Ranch. All right. right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have to mention, though, and this is serious. The, the, the folks here at the Geffen were telling us uh, just before we were recording that they had to buy this pro wrestling ring for this show. <laughs> like they had, to, they had to get a pro wrestling ring built, and they bought it. It's not slightly a, used. It's, it's slightly and gently used from the play. Uh, lovingly so. And um, it cost them about eight grand, they told us. And um, it's 14 by 14, which is a little smaller than a regular wrestling ring. It's usually by 20, 20 by 20 or 24 by 24. But they need to sell this thing. This isn't a joke. They need to sell if it. If you are interested <laughs> in, this, in this wrestling ring, contact the Geffen Playhouse. They've got to get rid of a wrestling ring. When the show ends on October 9th, and they don't know what the hell to do with it. So if you've got a few grand and you want your own wrestling ring, now's your chance. And this could very well fit in someone's living room. It's <laughs> it could. And this isn't a this isn't a backyard wrestling ring. I mean, this it, is a primo indoor living room. If set. your living room is fourteen and a half by fourteen and a half, that's you, enough clearance to walk by. I think you could walk around it. You can get this thing in there. Yeah. I mean, you have to disassemble it and then reassemble it. But you'll get it in there. You can fit that in the bathroom in Harris Range. All right. Well, uh, Steve, I think we got to let these uh, these interviews play. But, again, we want to encourage our listeners to uh, come check out the show. If you're a wrestling fan, you're going to be interested in this show. I think you're going to enjoy it. They're doing that discount for you. It's jerk. And you can put that code in online or at the box office here at the Geffen Playhouse. It's at geffenplayhouse.com. The last show is October 9th. And uh, the phone number here is 310-208-5444. And... I think it's a really cool production. Uh, we're actually about to see it again tonight and looking forward to it. And we did some interviews with two of the cast members, um, uh, and uh, we've got those coming up here. So we hope you enjoy them. No, no, I'm wrong here. I should just be like, yo, and keep my mouth shut or and make it work. All right, we are here with 
Desmond Borges, who is one of the stars of the elaborate entrance of Chad Deity, which is playing now at the Geffen Playhouse. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. So when Steve and I saw, saw the show last weekend, the show opens with a monologue about being a kid and being a, a pro wrestling fan on Saturday mornings, playing with the old LJN wrestling guys, mm -hmm. waiting for wrestling mm -hmm. to come on at 11 o'clock, wrestling with your brothers. And I know a lot of our listeners, and myself included, grew up as one of those kids. Were you one of those kids too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Except we didn't have fake Frosted Flakes. We had fake, fake Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> they came in a bag, and I think the colors were like uh, brown, dark brown, and beige. Yeah. Uh, so there weren't no, there weren't no like real fruitiness happening. But I remember, yeah, waking up, and I watched the the, that was back in the day when uh, uh, the Teen Wolf cartoon was still on TV. Uh -huh. All right, I'm, I, I don't. I might be dating myself. I might be. You know, maybe not. Um, yeah. And then we watched a little Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse. Yes. And then my cousin and my cousin would come over. I didn't have a brother and a brother. I had a cousin and a cousin. Mm -hmm. And um, we would beat the hell out of each other watching <laughs> Saturday morning wrestling. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. And what was it like learning? I mean, you wrestle in this play. I mean, one yeah. of the things that's incredible about the play, and I think a lot of our listeners will love, is there's a wrestling ring on stage. There are matches in this show. Yeah. And you wrestle. You take bumps. You get knocked around. Yeah. What was it like training to do that? And, uh, and are you hurting at the end of an eight-show week? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, the power bomb's no joke. It doesn't matter. You know, I mean, even when we do it in Fight Con, we have a crash pad. That thing still hurts. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, at first, it was it was amazing when I first walked in when we were first doing the show in Victory Gardens. And uh, we had an extra week of rehearsal just to learn how to start pardon me, doing some of those moves. Yeah. And uh, I remember, you know, I mean, I played a lot of sports when I was younger. I did a lot of football, baseball, basketball, you know, some bowling, even though that's a non-contact sport. Um, and it depends I mean, on how you play it. Yeah, I get, you, <laughs> you know, never it depends. It depends. If it gets violent, violent. Bumpers yeah. off, bumpers <laughs> off. You never know what's going to happen. Um, but no, 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 no. I mean, it, it, it was pretty wild. I mean, starting to learn how to get into the power bomb took about, I don't know, seven or eight days for us to really learn how to get up into it correctly uh, and then to fall properly. Yeah. Uh, I remember the first two weeks of rehearsal in Chicago, I would just have constant headaches and I would be hurting everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Now I only kind of hurt in the <laughs> spots where, you know, uh, where I get super kicked and where I get power bombs. So, you know, it's just the whole right side of my neck and the whole part of my back, which is, you know, I mean, I guess it isn't all my body now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you, oh, do ahead, you think uh, when you were beating, when you and your cousins were beating each other up and you were watching wrestling sort of on those Saturday mornings, did, you, did that sort of inform this performance? Uh, oh, I, like, I, mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, so, <laughs> so, so, so much of this show of the things that I talk about, you know, I have just such. Uh, amazing visceral imagery from when I was a child, so I can actually see that happening. As for like the, the the wrestling aspect of it, I mean, some of the stuff we used to do was ridiculously dangerous. I don't know how I didn't break any bones when I was younger, you know. Well, we're uh, glad you're here. Yeah, we're glad you're here. I'm glad I'm still here. But yeah, de I mean, definitely the, the those Saturday mornings have you know, I, I, I mean, it was like almost nine years of that. I want to say because I was around fourteen. 15 when I kind of stopped watching mm -hmm. avidly mm -hmm. uh, and then I moved on to other things like girls uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what, uh, the, we noticed a lot of things in the play reflect things that have, have actually happened in the yes. pro wrestling business is yes. your character based on anyone specific or an amalgam of, of people or, did you uh, draw from anybody in particular um, you, you, you know I mean um, uh, when Chris and I first hooked up and we first started talking about this show in Chicago after we did the first reading uh, we talked a lot about Chavo and Eddie. Mm -hmm. uh, good Eddie, um, for 
anyone who's listening out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chavo was actually here on opening night, yeah. and um, you know I'd never. I, that was the first time that I got to meet him, but I uh, I went back and I watched a bunch of uh, a footage of his, everything that I could find online, anything that I could find in old CD dumpy video stores with you know bat, with, with 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 wrestling <laughs> matches back in the day, just to kind of reacclimate myself to the earlier you know uh, WrestleManias that I used to watch. And I, I mean, I, I remember thinking. Because we went to SummerSlam this summer here in L.A. Oh, you did? And yeah, it yeah. was wild. It was crazy. But the last time I'd been to a live <laughs> event like that, I was like 13 years old. Yeah. And I just remember the, the the matches having so much more weight to them. There was like this gravitas that was happening in the ring that I feel doesn't happen as often anymore when you get to like SummerSlam, Survivor Series, right. WrestleMania, because they're doing this every Monday night anyway. Right. Like it's every changed. Mo- yeah. Every Monday night Raw is basically like a pay-per-view right. event. Right. It's changed so, a lot. Know, it, 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 it was, it, yeah, it was interesting going back and watching all those clips and footage and, you know, uh, talking with Chris about, you know, where exactly Mace is, Mace is coming from. How did Chavo react to the play in your character and how have other wrestlers who have come to see the show reacted? To your character in the play. I mean, I think every wrestler who's come to see the play says that I'm telling their story. Yeah. Every single wrestler, female or male, that I am telling their story. When I go there, when I go off at the end about telling one perfect goddamn story and the tears mm-hmm. start flowing and the the rage starts to build up and you're just wanting and wanting and wanting to... to to tell your angle, your side, you know, just just once, just one time. I feel like everyone has told me that that's exactly the way that they feel. Yeah. Even Mick Foley, who was here last week. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because your character, we should say, is sort of the utility guy, right? He is yeah. used in the promotion to help other guys look good, to help, yeah. to help other guys become stars. And I'm yeah. sure a lot of guys uh, who have been in this a long time can relate to that, a lot of the wrestlers. Sure. I mean, even yeah. people who haven't been in this business yeah. you know, for a long time, it doesn't matter what business you're in, there's always somebody bigger that you answer to, and there's always somebody that you're making look good to try to pop, you know, eventually, hopefully, prop yourself up to the position that someone they're in. who will then yeah. prop me up. Yeah, 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 yeah. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. You know, I mean, yeah. it, it's just more likely in the world of sports or sports entertainment that yeah. you know we actually get to see uh, the, the visual happenings of that hierarchy. Happen. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. What about like? How do you feel like regular theater goers respond to seeing respond to the pro wrestling, right? Because I mean, there's a stigma about pro wrestling for those who are not fans, right? And it's usually not a positive stigma. But I thought when we saw the play, I mean, I'm just right. But like, I thought when we saw the play, a lot of these older theater shrinking folks, hands, people would go for the high fives when they come in, they and the hands getting, sort of just kind of gnarl up well, because they don't. What am I? They're touching me. Why it, are they touching? It, you know, it's amazing because I get to look at everybody in the audience, yeah. and you know. I, I, I come out a little early and watch when Chad when Chad's making his entrance to yeah. see who's bobbing their head and it's always amazing when you see like the old like 90 year old blue hairs <laughs> God bless them for being here we wouldn't have a job without of them course, but when they're into it and they're bobbing their head it's a great night in the theater for this show the nights when the older audience you know the more experienced theater going audience thinks it's a little too bright or a little too loud I mean you can definitely feel the difference in the energy the slump in the energy but the nights when they're in it Oh, man. And there's so many of them that are old school wrestling fans that talk about watching wrestling with their fathers and their uncles and their older brothers yeah. that date all the way back to like the early, late 60s, early 70s, stuff yeah. like that. And it's amazing when you see, you know, little old women who are just like, 
enthralled with it, who love it, who love it. It's really funny. Oh, it, being in the audience, it's hard not to cheer. When that music hits, any of those entrances, you see people come in. I, I, I wanted to get up and yell, but yeah. I was like, I, everyone was like, I'm okay. There's, there's a rows of seats. I'll get up there's, and yell, man. There's Don't the stage. Are <laughs> <laughs> right, you got a show to do? We're gonna let you get out of here. Thank you oh, very thank much you for, for talking to really us. Appreciate thank it. you. Thank right, you. Appreciate have it. a good one. to be champion, man. But I came here to create something dope, and I think we did as much as we can. And we're here now with Justin Lieber, one of the stars of the elaborate entrance of Chad Deity at the Geffen Playhouse. Thanks for joining us. Happy to be here. Tell, you're an actual professional wrestler. Yeah, I, I cut my teeth in the ring. Yeah, and tell us what your role has been in this play. You star in the play, you wrestle in the play, but then you've also been doing some work behind the scenes too, right? Training everybody. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of the first people who came in with a, a wrestling background. Um, I trained in Minnesota under Eddie Sharkey, who trained the Road Warriors, sure. Bob Backlund, Rick Rude, a uh, huge bunch of guys from that area. So I kind of brought a little bit of a, a different thing. You know, our, our fight coordinator, uh, David Woolley, is a great guy, has a great reputation. And I, I brought a little bit of more uh, jargon, a little more wrestling vernacular, um, you know, he would call a clothesline a forearm smash or something, you know, kind of <laughs> kind of brought a little bit more authenticity to the wrestling aspect of it. What's it been like working with and kind of training these actors who have never wrestled before how to do these moves? Because there's some there's some matches in this show. You know, I'd love to say that it's been <clears throat> very difficult for me and that they started, you know, barely knew how to crawl. But really, all those guys, uh, Terrence and Dez and Usman, they were all pretty seasoned by the time they got here. So, you know, getting Terrence, Terrence already knew how to do a power bomb. So it was from just a matter to of play in other places. Yeah, right? from yeah. doing it in other places. Was it from uh, the East Coast? Was the was the fight coordinator, and then you joined here on the West Coast? Well, I'm actually fight captain. So okay. David Woolley's still our fight coordinator. Sure. I'm just the guy who sticks around and and kind of the cast representation uh, for fights to make sure nobody's getting hurt, or mm -hmm. if they are hurt, that we know ways to adjust things and and keep the integrity of the fight choreography. But uh, you know, there's some new things that we've added. We did a backdrop. Uh, Chad Deity backdrops the bad guy, which is actually a move that I never really did much in my five years in the ring. So it was kind of new for me too to be taking that bump every night. <laughs> but uh, you know, I can't say enough good things about those those guys. You know, they may not be wrestlers, but they get so much so much credit and respect for me as far as Usman taking chair shots and and Dez taking power bombs after having thirteen thousand lines of dialogue every yeah, night. Yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing what these guys go through and. And they they don't complain. They're all they're all pretty hardcore. Desmond was talking about some of the wrestlers who have come to see the show. Mick Foley was here, and, and Chavo mm -hmm. Guerrero was here. And what has been your sense of the reaction to the show from the wrestling industry or wrestling fans, wrestling people that come to see it? Yeah, uh, you know they're all into it, and a as am I. My my best friend in the world is Austin Aries, who's current sure. uh, Impact Wrestling X Division Champion. Yeah, and he and I, when we were kids, we played with the AWA wrestling guys, and he would change heads around and make costumes and new gimmicks, and I would write in a notebook who's feuding with who and what the results were so we we lived that you know as as second graders and then went on to start training and now he's he's doing awesome he's on tv every week kicking ass one of the best wrestlers in the world in my opinion and uh he came out for the premiere and and really loved it and and uh rosita from from impact wrestling also sure, yeah, and yeah. and john morrison and you know all those guys it, it's really struck a chord with them and uh you know it's it's just such a it's such an honest play about something that that wrestling is just something everybody thinks they know about, but there's so many other aspects, but this play touches on all the aspects, and it's amazing that, that Christy, as the writer, 
wasn't really, you know, entrenched in the business, but he he found out, you know, he found out all the all the intricacies of it and yeah. just tells such an honest story about it without ever actually being in it. Yeah, cuz you see elements of stuff that's happened in real life with there's a Vince McMahon or Eric Bischoff mm-hmm. type character mm-hmm. and uh, you know, the main storyline of the show or plot of the show is real similar to what happened with Muhammad Hassan and Davari. It, I it think plays kind of like sure, a, sure. a greatest hit of a greatest hits of controversies. Yeah, sort of. really. Every scene has has multiple points going on in it. There's the scene where uh, Chad Didi comes in and he gives gives a chair shot to the fundamentalist and kind of t- teaches him, hey, you need to pay your dues. And MVP is is not hearing it and and he chastises uh, Mace for not really bringing up VP the right way and it got me as a wrestler to love Chad Deity and hate VP whereas a lot of other people love the VP character so there's that that polarization that you maybe don't really get because it you know in in most in most narratives it's this is the bad guy this is the good guy yeah. but everybody has their own story except for my character is you know straight up bad guy I'm the one guy who I want everybody to hate my guts. The name of your character is actually the bad guy, right? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. They didn't, you know. I, I don't get the crazy entrance. I don't get the awesome costume. I'm just, uh, you know, me and my me and my mouth. They let me keep the facial hair, which was nice. Uh, added the do-hawk, nice. um, just to kind of be as douchebaggy as possible. And uh, you know, I get to go up there and have my improv line every night and try and get as much heat as possible. And, uh, uh, during the premiere, Betty White was was uh, on my path, and I went up to her and I said, I stuck out my arm. I said, you know, I don't let too many people do this, but you can touch it. So as she reaches out, I pulled it back and I said, you're not touching nothing. <laughs> that's a heel move. So who gets buddy. who gets to get heat on Betty White? You come I mean, that's, on, you are the bad impressive. guy. Yeah. That is yeah. impressive. <laughs> we you know, we saw the play. It seemed like at first um, some of the audience, maybe some of the more regular theater goers, might mm-hmm. be a little weirded out. By the lights and the sound and the rest. It's a mini Monday Night Raw that's happening in the show. The set is unbelievable. Definitely. But as it goes on, I felt like, especially during the matches, maybe even in spite of themselves, some of those folks are up and cheering and they're loving the wrestling, the actual wrestling, which I thought was kind right, of fun. Right. You know, yeah. you get those people who stick around, the people who don't leave at intermission, because we get, we get a few people who are like, this isn't for me, the music is too loud, or what, you know, whatever reason they leave, and, and I respect them for that. But the people who stick around then get to see some, some awesome action, and you can't help but get enthralled by, you know, Chad Deity powerbombing me, or, or the chair shot, or, you know, the super kicks, or there's, there's just awesome visceral action that goes on in this play that, that you can't help but watch. Yeah. Before we let you go, we, we heard that you've done some work on the SmackDown versus Raw video games. Mm-hmm. Is this rumor true? And uh, and what have you done? I'm sure our listeners would love to hear yeah, about it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, I was pretty much the main guy behind the Road to WrestleMania series, which was uh, SmackDown versus Raw 09, 10, and 11. And I wrote the storylines, and I directed the motion capture, and wow. even got a couple of the actors and, and wrestlers in the VO booth and directed them there and brought in uh, some of my my favorite and, and friend uh, wrestlers who could also act like your Cole Cabanas and your Austin Aries and your sure. Claudio Castagnoli, cool. who's now headed uh, to FCW. WWE. Yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me, bringing all those guys in to do those cut scenes and, and it was just such an, such an awesome thing. It was almost like an extension of playing with wrestling guys because I made up these storylines, got WWE approval, and then had guys come in and pretend with the you know big suit full of balls that they were those guys and then get to, get to see it. And I got to bring back uh, Edge and Christian. I got to have Shawn Michaels have a retirement match. <laughs> I got to have a love triangle with Mickey James, uh, Natty Neidhart, and, and Brian Kendrick. 
you know, just crazy stuff that I kind of wanted to see and thought would be cool. And it was like my playground. You got so to it was turn really into awesome. that reality. Yeah, yeah. And now That's it's, awesome. you know, in the pantheon of, of wrestling and video game lore that it'll always be there for people to check out. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. And we know you got a show to do, so we're going to let you go. But uh, we appreciate you spending time with us, Justin. All right. Thank thanks, you. guys. It was thanks, a lot of fun. Sir. Thanks. Gotta explain why it ain't so bad to exist outside ourselves for the sake of 20 pounds of gold around our waist. Steve and I are back here now at the Geffen Playhouse post interviews. Steve, Ooh, intense. Have you still been thinking about the lawnmower man while those interviews have been playing? I've cleared my mind. You have? I have. Thank. Ask God. me anything. In like a in like a deep Buddhist sort of sense. Yes. <laughs> the uh we want to once again let everybody know there's a if you're interested in seeing the play it's called the elaborate entrance of chad deity it's all about pro wrestling you're gonna love it it's here at the geffen playhouse in los angeles you can find out more about it at geffenplayhouse.com or call the box office 310-208-5444 they're doing a special code just for our listeners it's jerk j-e-r-k and you can put that code in online or at the box office. You can get, tickets usually run up to $75. You can get a ticket for $25 for the rest of the run. That of is a show. hell of a deal for a fantastic show. Just And you've earned it. You've had to put up with Steve Sears on all these episodes. This is true. This is true. All these times. A quick note, if you do go up to the uh, the box office and say, Brett, they will shoot you. <laughs> but... Um, Make sure to check us out online. You can check us out at Facebook.com slash Curtain Jerks, Twitter.com slash Curtain Jerks. We even have a YouTube, YouTube.com slash Curtain Jerks. Follow us, uh, That's friend like the us. internet for your eyes. It's what? It's the internet for your eyes, YouTube. Yeah, the internet's always for your eyes. It's not for blind people. YouTube. I mean, blind people can use it, but <laughs> they don't get to. They only get to enjoy the viral videos through sound. And subscribe. And for any of our blind listeners. Thank you for listening. And now we've offended you. No, I, I thanked them for listening. And subscribe to the show on iTunes. Uh, rate and review. We'd love to have you as a subscriber. And thanks to all of you who have been interacting with us on Twitter, You're on Facebook, rating and reviewing on iTunes. Not you, Steve. We appreciate it, real listeners. Well, I guess that's it, Steve. Thanks for listening to this very special episode. You're welcome. Not you, I walked right into that. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to this very special episode of Curtain Jerks. For Curtain Jerks, I'm Mark Verzeka. I'm Steve Sears. And thanks to everyone here at the Comedy Podcast Network, including our sound engineer, Meredith Spivey, and our uh, producer, the president, um, Phil Ranta. President of me. <laughs> president of the Comedy Podcast Network. Thanks for listening. Join us next time. Bye-bye. No matter how we play it, if it's bad and fucked up, or if we sneak in some blood or sneak in something to say, we gotta go back to Brooklyn. For more funny stuff for your eyes and ears, go to comedypodcastnetwork.com.